The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back once again to Brutal Nation podcast series. It's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I did. <laughs> I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the... What the fuck are you doing just, over like, there? You're all... I thought you were having a seizure there for a moment. Yeah, I was doing my one, the only... The currently having a seizure, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. So before we start, did the, uh, did the pulled pork sandwich turn out okay? It's really good, but why are you saying that? I'm just curious. Why does there always have to be some? What there kind is, of meat is it really, Scott? There is a reason, but we'll get to that. Oh, my God. Should I stop eating? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Positive. Okay. Because, you know. Just saddle up for a delicious ride. I sometimes ride. have a weird, I mean, like gag reflex. So. <laughs> I, uh, I see that, uh, that my barbecue is ready for me to do some cooking. I have to tell you all that I love cooking no matter if I use my barbecue or my smoker. One of my favorite things to smoke in barbecue is pork loin and chops. That's some good eating right there. So grab your bib and get ready to chomp down on this tasty slice of heaven. Today we're going to be featuring Joseph Roy Metheny, a.k.a. The Cannibal. But it's going to feed into exactly what I wrote. I was going to say, isn't that more of a fetishy? No. Okay. No, checking. no. You're going to say. Okay, <laughs> I'm checking. So Joseph was born in 1955 in Maryland, Baltimore area, where he ended up uh, going back to live. Are you empty over there? Uh, the no. Here okay, go. good. Hold on, I got to pass her booze. <laughs> a wine I ain't afraid of nothing, but having an empty wine glass. <laughs> Running out of wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are two different sides uh, about his childhood that I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to tell you both sides of the story. But we don't know which one's true? No, we don't. Oh, okay. The first story is what Joseph told. Okay. He said that he was neglected at home and that his mother would often send him and his siblings to live in foster homes. He was one of six children. He went on to say that he had never had enough to eat and that his mother was on welfare. Okay, question for you. What order, birth order, did it say? I think it said he was the oldest, but I can't quite remember. And then she would send him off to foster care and then get them back and then yep. send him. Okay. Like, get the fuck out of here. If it was just one time or. So let's go into the other side of the coin. It's from his mother. Okay. And I believe this side of the story is a little bit more accurate. They usually are. Joseph's father died in a car accident when he was about six years old. Okay. His father was a breadwinner of the family, and with, with him dead, it was up to her, his mom to support herself as well as the six kids. Right. She worked several jobs, and this has actually been confirmed, including being a waitress, a barmaid, and a canteen truck driver as well. In what year? Uh, it's a f- well, six years after he was born. He was born in 55. Okay, that's what I was... Okay. Because um, <coughs> 55 or 56, where the fuck were you? you know, 55, yeah. We all know what welfare cheese tastes like. I don't. You guys never had welfare cheese? Nope. Government cheese? No. Oh we, my goodness. My family, believe it or not, has never been on welfare. 
Really? We were poor. We just we were on welfare. We just see. And every, my mom was on WIC and everything, and there were times when we got like free food boxes, and it was oh. yeah, government cheese, big old block of Belvita crap. <laughs> well, she wanted to give her. Uh, she wanted to be with her children, but keep in mind that six hundred kids at home, so she needed to keep on working. To right. keep on supporting them, right? Two jobs sometimes. Yeah, she she worked all these jobs. Like she was always working because she wanted to put food on yeah. the table. Although the times were hard, Joe's mother said that her kids had pl- uh, had a pretty regular life. There's supposed to be a space in there. In one interview with Joe's mother, it is noted that she remembered that Joe liked to ride his bike and was a good student in school and avoided having confrontations. That is going to change. Okay. Well, I can see that when they're younger. So when Joe hit 19 years old, he joined the army. So he could be all that he could be. And he was stationed in Germany. Like Germany, that was pretty all right. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk to his mom for about 10 years. And then he was sent to, the, uh, to Vietnam to fight. But that hasn't, nobody can confirm that. That's just what he said. Oh, okay. <clears throat> That's where he developed a heroin addiction. Oh, so, up to, so up to this point, Joe's criminal history was pretty light. He had some charges for drunken, disorderly conduct, and minor assault in a bar fight, that type of thing. I was going to say, who hasn't? Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. I've never had a bar fight. I have. I've had a few. Yeah. That was all about the change when he got back from Vietnam, or when he got out of the service, whether he was in Vietnam or not. Okay. When he returned, he met a girl who would become the mother of his son. She, would all, she also had a drug addiction. <clears throat> so, as you can imagine, there was a lot of fighting and arguing. Okay. You know, two junkies together, man. Mm-hmm. You're not happy unless you're high. And even then, not so much. Exactly. Joe would stick it out, though, like a good guy. He worked steady as a truck driver to support his son. Mm-hmm. Did the right thing as a man. Yeah. In July of 94, however, Joe's life would change for the worse. One day in July of 94, Joe's boss asked him to work some overtime. And, of course, Joe did. Put a little bit of extra money in the the pocket, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Joe headed home to work like he always did after work. And when he got home, he found that his girlfriend, because they hadn't gotten married, and their six-year-old son were gone. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't too long after that that Joe found out that his girlfriend and six-year-old son had moved in with a drug dealer on the other side of town. Oh, wow. And she would often... Uh, worked the streets as a hooker for her new boyfriend as well as sell drugs for him. Follow suit. <laughs> it wasn't too long after that that Joe's ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend were arrested and Joe's son was taken away. And this part here, I actually sympathize with him a lot. So Joe tried to fight to get his son back, but the state of Maryland shot him down. They said, nope. And let me tell you why, because that happens okay. a lot. Even in today's society, even in today's society, being a single dad, in case when the state is involved, because it happened to me with Jay, they look at you like you're a piece of shit because a boy needs his mother. That's very sexist, even though they say, no, we don't act the guy you do. I just say, yeah, I know. I mean, because I know a lot of, I mean, like probably 80% of the time in divorce. Um, battles, the mother is always aware of the child. Right, unless she's a total piece of work. So yeah. I, I put this as my personal note here. I think it was a matter of Joy, uh, Joe being a man and not female. I also think that he look, that looks were a factor as well. Joe is a big guy and intimidating. Okay. Kind of like yours truly. 
Right, but except I'm not 450 pounds. They had like supervised visits and saw him with his son. That shouldn't matter. This is like the fucking 60s. I thought you said 90s. Oh, I did. It was 94. I knew that. Okay. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, that's why I was thinking about it because it's more recent. But whatever. That just irritates me. Well, Joe's hatred for his ex-girlfriend having his son taken away was so great that he decided to kill them. No, I can see that. Yeah. He found out where his ex and and her new boyfriend would meet up under a bridge to get high. So Joe went to the bridge to hunt them down. But when he got there, they weren't around. Joe was so pissed that he found two homeless men that he knew had gotten high with his ex. And he killed them. Holy shit, dude. He then cut them into pieces with an axe. Okay, I'm done eating. <laughs> oh, no. Keep eating because this is going to get really good. I'm afraid. Joe had a taste for blood. And on that same night, he would kill three more victims. The same night. Total of five. The first was a woman that Joe described as a crack hole. <laughs> strawberry, strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> He was able to lure her under the bridge by giving her some dope, some drugs. For those of you that don't know, I think that dope is a good word. Mm-hmm. Joe's original plan was to get information on where his ex and her new boyfriend were. And this was the same night? Same night. Oh. And, you know, I can understand going crazy over your kids, man. Yeah. He obviously, I think he... Lo- that many people? I think he loved his son an, a lot. I think he a did, A lot, too. a lot, a lot. And this was what pushed this man over the edge. Yeah, the catalyst. So the, the woman wasn't able to tell Joe where his ex was. Okay. Joe became enraged and he raped, then killed her. Holy shit. He don't take no shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rape that crack hoe. Yeah. Joe threw her body into some nearby bushes and then he went and found another girl. He raped the second girl and killed her as well. That's four people in one night. But wait, there's There's more. more. Billy Mays. He was going to throw her body in the bushes as well when he noticed a guy who had been out there fishing had seen him. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Seen him kill her? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Joe went after this older man with a steel bar and cracked his head open with it. Now Joe had five bodies in total to deal with. He put three of them in the river and buried two of them in an unknown location. Wow. So a few weeks later, Joe was arrested when the cops found the bodies of the two guys that he had chopped up. And he spent 18 months in jail, but he was released due to lack of evidence. Wow, dude. When Joe was released, he got a job working at a factory and he lived there on site at the trailer. It was a pallet factory is what it was, a pallet company. Trailer was located at the end of an isolated road. So keep that in mind. Okay. Because uh, part of this has uh, people going to his, his trailer, and you're going to be wondering, how the fuck did he get in there in that company? It's on an isolated road. And it'd be the perfect place for what was to happen next. Joe, Joe would lure women into his trailer. He'd kill them, cut them up, and store their human flesh in plastic containers in his freezer. Oh, freshness. He had a plan on how to use this meat. After killing some more women and storing the meat, in op- uh, he opened a 
pit barbecue stand for the guys that he worked with. Okay. That's right. Can't go on anymore. That's right. He's a small business owner. Oh, my goodness. Good going, dude. Joe. Oh, my goodness. You're grossing me out. Why do you think I made pulled pork sandwiches? Yeah, I knew there had to be an ulterior motive here. I got all excited because I like pulled pork. Never again. What is custom? Wait till you hear his confession that he wrote to the news media. Oh, to the news media. Of course he did. What his customers didn't know was that Joe had mixed in what he referred to as his special meat into the blend. It was the meat from his victims, in case you didn't catch on to that, uh, that he referred to as his special meat. He used it in the sandwiches that his customers bought and that, that they bought from him. And, of course, they'd eaten as well. Mmm, yummy. I love some pulled pork. Because Joe had actually said in an interview that the human body tastes a lot like pork. Not like chicken, huh? Mmm, I Dude, that love. Is so, I'm like literally gagging over it, literally. I, I'm going to have myself another pulled pork sandwich after this. I, I have a weak stomach when it comes to shit like that. Yeah, well, if you look in the pot that I mixed everything in, you'll notice it looks a lot bigger than one little pork loin. I saw you put it in there. Shut up. Did you see everything I put in yeah, there? Yeah, I did. I saw you put it in, and I saw you rub it, and I saw you set it. So I'm sure you didn't add to it later. You didn't see what I pulled out of the freezer, though, or the refrigerator. Just saying. Anyway. Just say you're a liar and a fat mouth. <laughs> like that one, too? Joe also revealed that he soon ran out of his special meat. So he lured another girl into his trailer so that he could restock. Oh, yeah, because he has to keep the recipe so people don't understand that he's changed it. Special recipe. Mm. And it's just random women? Yeah. Oh, okay. You'll, you'll see. Okay. Joe screwed up and turned away for a moment. And then we'll get to how this all played okay. out after I give you this little preview. Um from the girl after confessing his murders to her. When she could slip away, she went to the cops. Well, of course she did. I would have too. The cops showed up and arrested Joe, and several bodies were found buried around the back of his trailer. The girl's name was Rita Kemper. So Joe lured her back to his trailer uh, and shared some of his drugs with her because he was still doing dope. She went back. No, no. This is like before she knew about killings oh, or anything okay, like that. Okay, gotcha. Quentin Tarantino in this shit. Yeah. So he You're looked like at her and, me. and said, hey, you know, give me some pussy. Give me some sex. And she's like, no, because you're a fat beast. Because um, you're a big bear. So That's right. When you see the pictures of him, you're going to be like, holy H. Christ, man. 450 pounds, man. Wow, dude. So then Rena, Rita ran out of the trailer, but Joe caught her. Because apparently, once a bear gets running really fast... <laughs> Go run, Scott. Go Those run. sons of bitches can catch you. <laughs> Go, oh, I, I just need a spider, huh? No, I am not running for shit. I'll burn the house down, though. I'm insured. <laughs> You're so stupid. So he caught her, and he told Rita that he's going to do the same thing to her that he did to the other girls. That was his mm. little mi mini confession. Wow. When she did actually escape, she went to the police, and like I said, Joe was arrested. Mm-hmm. So Joe confessed to killing 10 women in total, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Um, he did give the media a confession, though, and here it is. To start out with, 
I'll tell you about myself <clears throat> at the present moment, which is locked up. This is up. what he's saying. Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha. I'm 48 years old. I weigh 450 pounds. And it's not all fat. Well, I imagine not. You need some muscle to keep that shit up. Yeah. I've been locked up for almost eight years now. But, but when one has to be sentenced to a couple of life to a couple of life without parole sentences, his writing's atrocious. Oh, it's his handwriting. No, it's oh. a, it's printed out, but his ah. grammar and structure is just shit. Yeah, we've had that problem before. Time doesn't matter anymore after those sentences. I have no problem with being locked up, for no one put me here but myself. So I like that he's taking credit. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 he owns that shit. Yeah, completely. And I deserve to be right where I'm at. Okay. Because I had 12 law-abiding jurors that told me so in a couple of different cases. Ha, ha, ha. I was only convicted of two murders and one kidnapping for, for the one that got away. I got 50 years for her. The first murder, I was sentenced to life without parole. The second one, they gave me the death penalty. I sat on Maryland's death row for three years. And then they overturned my sentence and gave me another life without parole and sent me down here for the rest of my life, whatever prison he was at. Okay. In this one here, he says, I killed seven people, three men, four women, Three men, four women. He's saying this to the newspaper. Yeah, this is what he wrote to the newspaper. Holy shit. He wrote this story and gave it to to a media. Makes no sense, but okay. Two men I chopped up with an axe under a bridge in South Baltimore. I was found guilty. I was found guilty for them because they couldn't prove. I wasn't found. I was found not guilty for them because they couldn't prove that I did it. Under the same bridge, I also killed two women and one man who was fishing. uh, Who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I weighed their bodies down and put them in the river. I showed the police where, where I put them about three years later, but they couldn't find them. So they could not charge me for them. My murder rampage started out as a as revenge but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets from taking the life of another sorry my mouth is still watering from that delicious oh sandwich my shut up scott <laughs> my story are you bound and determined to get me to throw up Mm-mm, i'm bound to determine for another sandwich the, okay, go. the thicker the juice the better the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice no that's Tupac. I know. I know about the Tupac. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> In the M&M and the Ludicrous. Shut up. Okay. He goes, my, uh, my story. It all started back in July of 1994. I was at work. I was a truck driver. <clears throat> I was working overtime this one night. This that, is you? This is not me, motherfucker. I was going to say, holy shit. No. Okay. Then I got off and went home as I always did, but when I opened the door and turned on the lights, I noticed that there was nothing there. My old lady had taken everything, including my son, and left me. Wow. Her leaving wasn't, was not my problem, but she took my six-year-old son with her. Mm-hmm. She was a crack addict and a worthless piece of shit. 
I agree with that, actually. Yeah. All in all, you don't fucking, you don't fucking take someone's kid, man. Like, yeah. even if you don't like them anymore, you don't love them, you want to fuck somebody else. My mom did that to my dad. That's jacked. But your mom's an angel, and I would well, still. Well, my dad was very abusive to her and my sister, and she thought okay. he, she thought he was going to be abusive to me. Okay, well, that would actually make so, sense. So, yeah. <clears throat> I would have paid her to get my, my, to get out of my life. To get her out of my life. his kid. Yeah. All she had to do was to take my son over to my mother's house, and she could have had everything else and be gone. Right. Which I would agree with, man. Like, seriously, if Jake was not uh, an adult, you know, or, you know, any, either of my kids, if they weren't adults and they were children, children, take everything I have. Don't take my children. Did he ever find them? I don't know. Okay. I found out about six months later that she had moved to the other side of town with some asshole that had her out selling her ass for drugs. They got busted for drugs and they took my son away from them uh, for neglect and child abuse. Oh, shit. I had no chance of going to social services and trying to get my son back to do some back due to my past criminal record. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Because remember, he had the criminal record for. Uh, killing people. That oh he yeah, the eighteen for. months that he did. Yeah, but he did if the they found months. no charges against him, that wouldn't be on his record. Later, everything's on your record, but oh, it could yeah. just be his. Anyway, so I took it upon myself with hatred, with the hatred I had for these two, who lost my son, to go looking for them. Okay. I found out that someone that they that they was going. I found out from someone that they was going under that bridge. It's like talking to Jethro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> or half your family, Scott. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> under that bridge and getting high with some homeless motherfuckers who lived under the bri- that bridge. Wow. Yeah, homeless motherfuckers. I went under there looking for them. <laughs> you almost spit that out, too. It's All awesome. right. They were not there. <clears throat> but the two homeless motherfuckers they got high with, uh, who got high with them, were, were down there. They were passed out on some old stinking mattress, and that's where, that's where they were when I left. Except there were, uh, there were dead from being chopped up. I think he meant they, but he meant there. Oh, of course. Told you, that's why I'm having a hard time with this. The structure and the grammar is hideous. Oh, yeah. Well, we've had that before with other things that we've read, so. The same night, I lured the first crack whore down under the bridge. I got her high and was trying to get information out of her about my old lady's whereabouts. She acted like she didn't know, so I beat the hell out of her and raped her, raped her ass, then killed her. I put her in some bushes and went and lured the second bitch down there. Because, you know, he loves women. I mean, I, I could tell that he believes in the feminist movement right there. Feminism 100%. Totally. Crack whores and bitches. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, did the same, I did the same to her as the last one. But as I was about to throw her in the bushes <clears throat> with the other one, I noticed an old black man down there at the river fishing looking back at me. I grabbed a steel pipe that was laying that was laying by and ran down on him and laid his head wide open. 
Paya. That's what I was thinking. Paya. <laughs> Sorry. So I put the two girls and him in the river and weighed them down with some rocks. That was a vi- very busy night for me. Five murders within seven hours. I washed up in that river and cleaned up the crime scene as much as I could. Then I left. Two and a half weeks later, I was arrested and charged with the murders of the two men I chopped up. I spent close to 18 months in Baltimore City Jail while waiting to go on trial. I think the crimes he was talking about was the petty crimes like bar fighting and shit like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. The trial lasted one week. And it was thrown out of court because of lack of evidence. Evidence. Yeah. No evidence against you, brother. Rock on. Now, now boogie down before the fuzz gets here. Don't you just picture a big old, uh, like a gold panel van with a shag carpet and, yeah, I got a big story. old fro? I got a story. My dad, when he first started truck driving. Yeah. Um, he's making... Uh, a left turn, and he hit a conversion van. Okay. And he gets out. He's like, fuck, man, I've only been driving for like a week. This is true. I wish he was alive because he could tell you this story. And this black guy gets out. He goes, man, boogie on, man, boogie on, before the fuzz gets here. <laughs> Got in his van and fucking took off. <laughs> you <hit> a pimp. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. That'd I love that story. hilarious. I was free again. I went back to, uh, and talked to my old bosses into giving me my job back uh, to me at the pallet company. Uh, there was a little trailer on the property, property, so I told my boss to let me stay there and I could keep an eye on the place. Well, of course. Yeah, makes sense, yeah. right? What a nice guy. Yeah. He's going to throw little PTA meetings there. Well, I was going to say, there's a... He's going to hold a domestic violence group. Yeah, there's a cabinet company in Forest Grove that he used to have some property out on a back road and he had a bunch of like um cabins and house trailers and shit that he had his staff living in. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. So he agreed and gave me the keys to the front gate in the main building. The company was on a dead end road and it was very isolated. It was perfect for what I wanted to do. I lured two more crack whores up there to my trailer. I killed and butchered their bodies up. I cut the meat up and put some in Tupperware bowls, then put it in, the, in a freezer. I buried the remains in shallow graves in the little woods behind the company. What a plug for Tupperware. <laughs> Yay, Tupperware. You're great for storing body parts. Yeah. Over the next couple of weeks, on the weekends, I opened up a little uh, open pit beef stand. I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. Mm, I love pork sandwiches. And why, and why not? They were very good. The human body tastes very similar to pork. If you, mix the, if you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. Everything was going pretty good until I ran out of my special meat. So I lured another bitch up to my trailer. I got her in there and, and started to rip her clothes off and knocking the hell out of her. Dude. She was screaming, but there was no one around to hear except for me. And I just kept on laughing at her. I turned around for a split second, and that was my mistake. For she ran out of the door before I could get her. No, it's yourself. Don't turn around. That's right. 
There was an eight-foot chain-link fence with barbed wire on the top of it around the front of the company. There was a stack of wooden pallets next to the fence about ten foot high. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey. I bet. And jumped the fence and ran down the main road where some guy in a pickup truck picked her up and took her to a nearby gas station where she called the cops. Man, you should have boogied down, man. The fuzz is on their way. Yeah, dude. Well, I knew the cops were on their way, but I didn't run. I gathered up her clothes, grabbed the keys to the gate, went out, and opened it. As soon as I stepped out of the gate, a cop car pulled up, and the cop jumped out and pulled his gun on me and told me to get on the ground. And that is where it all came to an end. They took me down and booked me. She had told them that I said that I was going to kill her like the rest, which is true. They, they had me sitting in a little room down at Homicide, drilling me, and damn near kissing my ass. For now, because they want info. Yeah, I'm thinking Lucas and Tool, but okay. Trying to find out what I had done. They pulled me out of the city jail every day for one month, taking me back and forth between the company and the bridge. I had the crazy... I had they going crazy over, he met them, over, over at the company, digging up the remains of those two bitches there. Because I had the remains buried in seven, di- seven different holes. Two women, seven spots, chopped up. In case you didn't follow that. Yeah, I can count. The only thing I feel bad about in any, in any of this is that I didn't get to murder the two motherfuckers that I was really after. Yeah, the, white, the ex-wife or the girlfriend and, and the dude, and right? That's my ex-old lady and that bastard she got hooked up with. Dude. Well, that's my story. Horrible but true. So the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open beef stand, pit beef stand uh, that you've never seen before, Make sure you think about this story before taking a bite of that sandwich. Sometimes you never know who you're eating. Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> that is, and he yeah. actually ends it with ha ha ha. Dude, that is like, that doesn't even want me to go to fucking uh, Dave's. Is it Dave's? Something? Dave and Buster's. No, there's a, a barbecue Oh, the barbecue place. place. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Joseph Metheny died in prison on August 5th of 2017. Damn. I hate it when we find out they're dead. That was a kind of a cool story as I was reading it. And actually, yeah. I had a shit ton more. But for some reason, when I'm working out of town, yeah, sometimes it doesn't. You should email it to yourself. I'm going to have to from now on. I don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on with that. I had a shit ton more information. but That is crazy. Dude. But that letter itself, I mean, that you know, article or whatever he wrote himself is just... That's crazy. No shit. You would think that he would be showing some sympathy. But at least he owns his shit. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I wish he would have gotten to that fucking twat of an ex of his. I kind of do, too, actually. And, I mean, that's, I don't know. I just, I hate it. You know, well, mine was, like I said, a different situation and everything. Um, But I don't think that people should do that. No, I agree. You know, I fought my husband, my ex-husband tooth and nail to keep custody of my son, but I would never have kept his son from him. Right. Because that's some jacked up shit right yeah. there. So what do you think? Nature or nurture? It's a toughie. No, not really. Well, 
if we take his story, nurture. If we take his mom's story, nature. I think the nature one is yeah. going to win out. And I'll tell you why. Because I, th- I think mom tried her best. But there's six fucking kids and you're working all the goddamn time. Right. She tried her best to give them a normal life. Well, exactly. And, I mean... I don't know. Like I said, I know what government cheese tastes like. I know what, you know, those little black and white USDA stuff from back in the day. Well, she had said that they had never been on welfare. I know, but just because you're not on welfare doesn't mean you don't get, like, food boxes from a church or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know know how that, yeah, I don't know how that shit works. Yeah, you don't have to be on welfare for those. Hmm. But it's just, I just, to me, it sounds like if she had four freaking jobs... She was doing what she could for those kids. Fuck yeah, and I say kudos to mama. Yeah, and for him to say that about her pisses me off. A little bit, yeah. You know? I'm not saying she was perfect. No, not at all. You know, and she probably didn't spend a lot of time with them, <coughs> but she was trying to feed them and clothe them, and sometimes that's all you can do. And keep a roof over their head, yeah. you know? Shit. So, it's just, I don't know. You're probably right. It is probably all nature. Probably. Maybe a combination of both. He didn't get enough hugs as a kid. Six fucking kids, you know. And, I mean, who's not to say that he didn't go to Vietnam and what he saw over there, too? That would have fucked him up. I've seen it fuck up but a it lot been, of people. But it would have been after the war had ended, I thought. No. Well, the war was late 60s, early 70s. Eh, maybe not. I'd have to go back to that. So. so. You have anything to add? No, dude. I have half a sandwich over here on it. No, I'm going to go make myself another delicious pulled pork I kind sandwich. I want the cheese, but I don't want the pork anymore. Yes, you do. Come on, it's delicious. Eat it. Have you noticed the Mexicans have been really quiet today? There are vehicles there. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't it be there? I fucking hate you, Scott. I'm just saying. You haven't heard a lot of mariachi going on. I hate you, Scott. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Remember, you can send us an email, probably hate mail too, at uh, brutalnation at twistedblue.com. Check out the website at twistedbluellc.com. Yes. Fuck me. And check out the website at twistedbluellc.com. Click on the Amazon link. They're having Black Friday sales right now. Early, 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 early Black Friday sales. I know, very early. Well, everybody's desperate to make a buck, right? Well, not just that is. You know, they have to have all these sales going on now because of the economy. No shit, huh? Remember to check us out on Medium and Crime Beat that's on Medium. And check out other publications, too, whatever, wherever you get your blogs, because we've been picked up by several of them. Just search at Brutal Nation and see if you can pull us up. Don't forget to listen tomorrow. Get all the information without my bullshit and my bad jokes. Thank God. Without pork sandwiches involved. Whatever, dude. Don't forget tomorrow. Tomorrow is like huge. Tomorrow is our 100th yes. episode. And we have one zero zero extended version, extended episode with, I mean, it's a very personal one. So I'm going to get emotional. I'll just say that. Oh, fabulous. Okay. But then we I'm are going to some drugs. Patreon tomorrow too. So we got a lot going on. And yeah, we're going to have giveaways and everything. Uh-huh. And things. And things. All right, this show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.